Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Pick it under center. Jet motion. Chase has it and he throws it for a touchdown. Chase was handed off on the jet sweep right to left. And as he came to the five-yard line, he spotted Derek Watt. Watt's second reception of the game. And the Steelers... March it 75 yards and score. <laughs> Breaking news from the SNR Sports Desk. I'm Wesley Euler. First year Steelers GM Omar Khan had a busy first NFL trade deadline yesterday. He traded wide receiver Chase Claypool to the second or to the Chicago Bears, pardon me, for a second round pick. Wesley Euler at the SNR News Desk. Wolf Max, back to you. Oh yeah, Max. How about that? Did you see that one coming? Uh I have to say I did not see the destination. <laughs> oh well. <laughs> Oh, it's flying now, baby. Breaking news once again from the SNR news desk. Wesley Euler working overtime, much like Omar Khan, because he also acquired veteran cornerback William Jackson III from the Washington Commanders. 2025 conditional seventh-round pick. Max? Well, oh, yep. so, uh, yes, and uh, uh, wait, uh, acquired Jackson for a conditional, <laughs> yes, 2025 seventh round pick from the Commanders. Max and Wolf, the things are happening quickly here at the SNR Breaking News Desk. <laughs> Back to you. We, we're stumping our uh, SNR News Desk with so many flashes. Oh, Max, how are you, my yeah. friend? Oh, my God. <laughs> I am good. That was, that was a perfect little pick me up this morning. That was funny. Um, indeed, you know, I, I, you know, we, we heard these rumors Wolf for the last couple of weeks, right? right? And we wondered what the value would be, who would be interested. I remember green, remember green Bay was one of the teams that was like leaked and or linked to chase Claypool trying to get him Buffalo. You know, there was like, there was a couple of teams. I did not see Chicago. Yeah. I was a bit surprised by Chicago too. Yeah, being a buyer instead of uh, – well, outside of the rate that they were selling. Yeah. Um, you know, because they were selling defensive guys. Well, I was, know, I was surprised. Let me ask you this. I was surprised that Roquan Smith was not part of it. 
I thought maybe that you yeah. know we might get something like that. Well, I, I do, I do too. I think, I think what was what was prohibitive though was contract negotiations because he's a free agent after this year. Right, right. And and you also know that you know the Bears were trying to get him signed la- this past off season and things broke down because. The first thing is that Roquan Smith is represented by Roquan Smith. <laughs> and Roquan so Smith he, will get what Roquan Smith wants. Exactly. So, you know, the the player and the agent are definitely working together on this one. <laughs> I, I can tell you that much. They're in lockstep. <laughs> they are in true lockstep. Um, but, you know, they were struggling because he wants, he wants to be the highest paid middle backer in the league at $20 million a year. Wow. And that's why I think that might have been more – yeah, prohibitive that... on why we didn't do it. And and Baltimore apparently likes that idea, even though they have had zero success with working with players who are their own agents, a la Lamar Jackson. <laughs> and you still got to pay that guy this offseason. So that's going to be very intriguing down there in Charm City uh, to see what they can get done, um, you know, with that. But once again, that makes the Baltimore Ravens better. So I'm like, Gosh, another trade where we're going to have to see him again. Yes. Uh, yeah. you know, not excited about that one. Uh, but there was, I mean, there was, there was 10 trades made at the deadline, Wolf, um, yesterday. So it was a lot of them. I mean, I know we don't normally, you know, we're, we're Steelers based, but I mean, there was a lot of, there was a lot of trading yesterday and, um, absolutely. List, I mean, oh, and yeah. it's okay. About- I mean, we, we can do a little bit around yeah. the league here. I mean, as we, you know, are yeah. going about our business because it is the bye week. That you know what, you are absolutely right, Wolf. It is the bye week, so we can talk about things that are a little bit more, how shall we say, uh, NFL focused. Yeah, because uh, I I think I think that's important. So let me um, let me let me let me put let me pull it up. There we go. Okay, um, I had to put my NFL uh, research stuff real fast. Because uh, I did have it already up, so that was a good. There thing. you go. You already got your stuff going, man. I'm you telling you know. what, your GM material. You 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 could well, like go. Eh, you know what? I I got this. I understand this. You know I, the, the the peg grade stuff. The mathematics are way above me. You know. Yeah, you know. I I mean, I am G, GM. If you if you want to call somebody the Grand Macaroni, I'm exactly <laughs> here for that. Um. Also, I don't mind giving a GM to other people. You know what I'm saying? Like, good morning. Yeah, yeah, okay. You know, yeah. But um, but all right. So let, let's go through. Let, let, let's just where you run want to start all at? of them. So I was going to say the first place I want to start the Dolphins, who were super active, right? Um, in trade day, let's start with them. Okay. So first thing is they acquire Bradley Chubb. That's from the, the guy I wanted. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, aside from Roquan, I thought might have been something. But Bradley Chubb was the guy that, uh, you know, I I was thinking about a couple days ago. I think, you know what, that would be pretty cool. Yeah. Now, I mean, that was a a good move for the Dolphins. Because, once again, with Van Van Ginkle and with Jalen Phillips, you now add another piece of the pass rush. I feel like the Dolphins, you know – were very active and they were thinking about Buffalo when they made a lot of these moves mm-hmm. um, yesterday. Um, that was one of them. That if if you're it, if it, how are you going to affect Josh Allen? Yeah, you need somebody to get rush. after him. 
Exactly. And now you put him in a situation where I know Bradley Chubb was, was injured um, a little bit this season, but the dude has five and a half sacks already this year. Right. Um, and, and he hasn't had any in the last three games. So that just lets you know where the productivity is. Um, and I think if you can make him a more situational pass rusher uh, in that situation with a three-man rotation, that's just going to bode well for the Dolphins and everything that they're doing. But I think they did that, one, to affect Josh Allen in the division. Even though you do have a game up on them, you have to keep pace everywhere else because, you know, they, they only have one loss. Their one loss is to you. And if you're the Dolphins, you have a couple losses. So you need to preserve – the uh, the division hold over everything as much as you can, to, uh, you know, because they are a playoff te- team. If it stands right now, if we were to end today, Dolphins would be in the playoffs. Um, so you want to definitely do that. Another move that they did, they moved Chase Edmonds, who they acquired in the off season, yeah. to the Broncos as a part of that trade. Um, you know, and then they pick up Jeff Wilson Jr. from San Francisco. Oh man! So, yeah. So think about that. Two two additions, one subtraction, um, and you know I think this is a Mike McDaniel's type of deal, right? Where you're talking about you know a guy who wants to bring the system that he had in San Francisco to Miami. Well, how do you do that? You bring guys from San Francisco to run your system in Miami. <laughs> that, okay, that makes some sense. All right, I can buy that. Yeah. Their, their entire backfield San Francisco's team from last year. Like, just look at the roster. Well, that's because right? McCaffrey ridiculous. was brought to San Francisco, right? Well, that, I think that made it easier for them to let, um, to let Jeff Wilson Jr. go. And because the other running back for San Francisco is also on his way back from the IR. <laughs> so, you know, so, yeah, it's a, it's a whole thing. And Christian McCaffrey, listen, Christian McCaffrey did everything last week. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. He, Run for a touchdown, pat, get a pass, mean, touchdown, and then pass for. No, I was talking about oh, Christian, Christian McCaffrey. Okay, Christian. Well, I, Christian you know son. what? I just, I just had a flashback to it, was that his dad, Ed McCaffrey, that played for the Broncos? Yes. Yeah. Okay. There we yeah. go. Ed, Ed played for the Broncos. I know we have a lot of Broncos and San Francisco synergies going with the Dolphins right now, but yes. Ed played for one of those Ed crushed synapses in my head. Just kind of fired for a moment, and then it was like, "Oh, it's all good." Listen, it, it, it's all if good. If they were trading for Ed McCaffrey right now, yeah. then the Dolphins would be in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, yeah, but you're right. San Francisco acquired. That was also part of the total trades that were made. Was that last week they acquired Christian McCaffrey from the Carolina Panthers to the Forty Nineers, and it, you know, I'm sorry, two weeks ago because he played in a game. He's the second game he played in. And the second game he played in, he had a touchdown in each category. So, it's crazy. Offensively, I should say. But um, I think that made it easier for them to get rid of um, Jeff Wilson Mm -hmm. or make him more viable for him. And, you know, I I think think it's going to – that that system, Chase Edmonds didn't really fit into that system. Got it. Um, And I think that's what kind of of threw it – made it easier. So – now you look at the Dolphins, of course. They have those two. They they subtract by one by sending Chase Edmonds to Denver, which Denver desperately needs um, some running back help. Uh, Latavius Murray's not the answer. He's he's straight line Charlie. And then <laughs> Melvin Gordon is like, you know, it's like he has butter on his hands. So he cannot yeah. hold on to him. Mel- what happened to life. Melvin Gordon, man? You, you know, I mean, I he's been know. struggling. 
You know, I, I think it's just – but that, that's been one of his yips since he's been in the league, right, Wolf? I mean, yeah. that's why he's no longer a Charger. That's true. Is because he could not hold on to the pill. And, you know, that's the first thing. If you're just like, hey, I'm a running back, but I have a fumbling problem. You're not a running back then. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're, you're a fumbling back, and fumbling yeah, backs exactly. don't last long in the league. No, they don't, and I'm surprised that he has. I mean, he is a pass catcher. I think that's my what, what you have to do. Can't hand it off to him. Just got to throw it to him. <laughs> he does better with that. But um, but anyways, let, 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 let's move on from there. All right, let's move uh, on, shall we? Interesting trade: running back for running back swap. Where are we at in the AFC? That's uh, the Colts and the Bills. Colts and the Bills. Okay. So Zach Moss goes to Indianapolis from Buffalo. And Naeem Hine goes from Indianapolis to Buffalo. Yes. Okay. Boom, boom, swap. I think that's because Zach Moss is the third string back in Buffalo. He's not really getting a lot of carries and touches. And James Cook kind of came on, I think, a lot faster than they expected to back up Devin Singletary. So they felt good about that. And what Naeem Hines is, because, you know, Devin's not as big a back. You get a bigger back and also a back who can catch out of the backfield. Mm-hmm. Um, and it wasn't really utilized in what, in what Frank Reich is – well, who's now fired his offensive coordinator is now calling the plays um, – is going to be doing. And I feel like Zach Moss is more year between the tackles kind of bruising back. Let me ask you this. Better for since him. you brought it up, Frank, Frank Reich kind of firing his offensive coordinator is kind of – I don't know. You look at it and you go, is it – wasn't Frank really kind of calling the plays himself too? I mean, he was part of that, I'm sure. It, yeah, he. Uh, yeah, I mean, no. he had an influence on it. I think kind of like like B. A. and Byron Leftwich okay. last couple of years, you know. But I think he he wanted to be the end all be all. Like I think he ultimately wanted to have his own craft over it versus um, having his O. C. Um, kind of having the final say and also of the culture. He wanted to make sure he's like, oh, wait a second. I don't like what you're putting there. Um, I don't like the system. I, I, I would love the play calling selection to be a little bit better. I think Frank kind of agreed with the systems mm. as, as opposed to being the one who crafted them. And I think that's what it was. And, his OC, and so his OC is going to be him. He's going to be the guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, there so you we'll go. Just, We'll just move on from there um, with it um, because I think that's what it is, is that he wants to have ultimate say. And nothing wrong with that. I mean, Sean McVay, plenty of guys who do it, and he's been an accomplished OC for a very long time before he became a head coach. So you could understand why he'd do it. And, you know, with Sam Ellinger now in there and Matt Ryan now on the bench, you know, you, you want to craft and change things a little bit so it fits what Sam Ellinger is good at and not what, Matt, what, not what they've crafted around Matt Ryan. So I, I can kind of get the f- philosophical change because you do have different styles of quarterbacks now there. Um, another, another, I'm trying to, I'm trying to look for the, like the biggest ones um, in this process. Uh, I would say, oh, James Robinson. That was an interesting one. Oh, from um, Jacks. From Jacks to the Jets, and I get why the Jets did it, right? Because you lose Brees Hall, and Michael Carter's not the guy that's going to be just toting the load. Like he's a good complimentary back, but he's not a lead back. And James Robinson is exactly that. Um, but for the Jaguars, you know they they were interesting in in a trade deadline yesterday because 
you traded a, you traded away James Robinson, who I thought was a bona fide, you know, right. number one running back. The kid, no had doubt, back to back thousand yard seasons. So you 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 wonder, okay, is Travis Etienne really that guy? Um, to he move better on be from now. James Robinson. Yeah. Well, he has no choice now. And then they traded with the Falcons. This is the one that Cap- caught my eye. I was really kind of like, whoa. This was the whopper, Calvin Ridley. Who is suspended? Right, all season the, long, all season long for the gambling thing, and they traded him for a condition for like a conditional fifth round pick. But also, there's escalators in there um, that the pick can go higher if there's some incentives hit. I didn't get the details on it, but um, but yeah, trading for a guy that you're not going to have available to you until next year. And I get Marvin Jones is a free agent; he's 33 years old. He'll be up next year. But you have, you know, Christian Kirk needs to pick his game up. And, of course, you know, Zay Jones is, is Trevor Lawrence's favorite target. Mm-hmm. So I get you're, you're looking for next year, but come on. You need some additional help reinforcement this year. There's a roll in the dice, and maybe it'll work out. Maybe when he comes back to football, he'll be fine. But he hasn't been right since his rookie year. Um, and I just wonder you're talking about Calvin? what that could be. Calvin Ridley, yeah. Yeah, well, he did have a big year, what, two years ago? I think he was like 1,300 yards or something. He had a pretty yeah, big year. Yeah, his rookie year in 2020. Was that, was that yeah. rookie? Yeah, okay. It was, yeah, that was his rookie year. For those of us not so, keeping up on uh, Calvin Ridley. <laughs> sorry, I apologize. I'm sorry. It's a lot of football up in his head right now. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah. some of but, us uh, have very little space to store any extra info. Okay, well, I, I, I will I will remember that, and, and no, I'm just joking. Um, <laughs> no, but, just but yeah, so, see it coming down the road at you, brother. <laughs> there we go. Just once again, just looking in the crystal ball to the future right now. It's like talking to myself. Yeah, there you go. Years. <laughs> there you go. Steelers versus Steelers, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. As my um, family put it. Another one that was interesting and – it was an interdivision trade, which makes this so weird, right? But TJ Hawkinson from Detroit to Minnesota. That was one that I was Ooh, like That's in in the division. Hmm. Yeah, that's interdivision. And you know, and in my head I'm like, okay, are you guys signaling the white flag right now that you that you've given up on the season? Because I felt like TJ was one of those Cornerstone pieces, a young guy you just drafted him with a first round pick, you know what I'm saying? Like a like just a couple years ago, and he's been a productive guy for you guys. Um, and when nothing else is going right, at least you've had him uh, to kind of be a successful guy. And I get Jameson Williams will be that guy eventually for the Detroit Lions, but that one was weird because you definitely made Minnesota, who's already leading your division um, right now, and only a one loss team, that much better. Like you, like you right. made them a really good squad because the injury to Irv Smith, who's out about eight to ten weeks with his ankle. Mm. So, I was wondering why they did that. When you're a one-win team and the other team's only lost one um, in your division, and if you're fighting and you haven't given up the season, that signals to me like you've given up on the season. <laughs> um, you know what I'm saying? I'm just just being real about it. I mean, so that was interesting because. T.J. Hawkins is going to be an, an immediate impact for the Minnesota Vikings offense. You know, Kevin O'Connell's done a good job of really crafting an offense that Kirk can run with, but it, they, they've been the one-possession winner team. Like, they've won every game they've won has been by eight points or less. So it's been one-possession games. 
uh, that they've won. And you know who Thielen, you know who Justin Jefferson is, and you can kind of double them up and then, you know, let Dalvin try and do what he can. But now with TJ, now you have a guy in the middle of the field who will, who will suck up that extra uh, safety. They'll, he'll play closer to the line, and now you get more one-on-ones on the outside for Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen. So it was a great move by the Vikings. Bad move, I feel, by the Detroit Lions. Um, and, I mean, those were the major ones. I mean, we have a couple right. more, obviously, that uh, we can get into. But I do want to make sure that we step aside because I do want to get into Chase Claypool and William Jackson. Um, I agree with next you. Segment coming up. I think we need so, to do that. Sounds good. You know what? That sounds good. Then we'll do it. All right. We're going to step aside here. You're in the locker room with Wolf and Starks here on SNR and ESPN Radio. This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Oh, oh, it's picked! That's William Jackson! No one near him, taking it the distance for the touchdown. The way the game was going to go, and it's just an out route. And Jackson just reads it and jumps Jordy Nelson's 10-yard out and just, wow. Well, that was William Jackson the third newest member of the Pittsburgh Steelers, picking off Aaron Rodgers. How about that? Uh, yeah, you know. You think he kept I mean, that I, ball, huh? I think he definitely kept that ball. Uh, you have Who to. wouldn't keep that ball? It's a Rodgers it's a ball. A- you got to take it. Exactly. It's an A.A. Ron ball. You know, you got you to. A.A. Ron. Yeah. <laughs> so, um. Uh, which, that's funny. That was a Keenan and Kel skit where they were talking about a substitute teacher trying to say kids' names at roll call. <laughs> A-A-R-O-N, and, yes, that's right. You know, because you spell Aaron, right? A-A-R-O-N. <laughs> so, he, he separated it. <laughs> that's funny. Was it, was, yeah. that a, was that Saturday Night Live? No, that was uh, Keenan and Kel. Oh, okay. Um, I'm sorry, not Keenan and Kel. Jesus. Um, it was with uh, Key and Peel. Sorry. Okay. Keenan and Kel. Because I'm thinking Keegan Michael Key, but yeah, no. Um, and, and, uh, and, uh, Brian Peel, uh, um, but yeah, anyways, key and, key and Peel, <laughs> Key and Peel on Comedy Central was, was, okay. was, was where it was played. So yeah. And they were doing, where they were doing is these funny skits. right now? <laughs> there, there it is there. Thank you. You know what, Wes? He's double it, gold star today, you know, between the junior slash senior reporter. I mean, he is, he is on it. Um, but yeah. That that is uh that 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 was Key and Peel, so that was Keegan Michael Key doing that one. Um, but nonetheless, William Jackson the third, a cornerback, obviously has had you know pretty up and down, but a very solid cornerback. Um, right, I remember and, him, you know, with his Cincinnati Bengals days, because we, you know, of exactly. course, traveling the team and everything like that, doing this stuff, um, watching this guy, because at one point in time, the Bengals had all first rounders in their secondary. And this guy was yeah. uh, part of that grouping, and he was. Now the thing that I, I wonder about he he got benched this year, you know. Yeah. Now he started sixty four of seventy five games, all right. And uh, as I look at it, he got twelve starts last season and four this season before being benched, having some back issues is what they said. I'm sure 
all that is worked out and they are satisfied well pending the physicals of course but um yes. that his, he's worked through his issues yeah I, I i think that's something that if there is a value right he is he is an older cornerback um he does he does he just signed a, a three-year deal back in 21 yeah that was um, big so. mo- big money Big money, yeah. I mean, I think it was uh, 40, 40 million. Yeah. yeah, 40 million with 26 million guaranteed um, was what. I wish the deal I could sign worth. one of those. Wouldn't that be nice? Yeah, that would be nice, wouldn't it? That'd oh, be nice. Yeah. You know, just to say, time. 40 million. Just let that roll off your tongue. Million. I mean, that's. 40 million dollars. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, oh, yeah. Austin Powers. I couldn't help it. That yeah, was good. I, I that was pretty good. Myself. Yeah. yeah, but but um, but yeah, it was uh, it, it's a tall tall amount of money, but uh, you know, obviously the bulk of that has been paid. Um, so Steelers have two more years with with William Jackson, which I think is good when you're talking about longevity, um, for the team, especially when you're looking into next season, um, knowing that what Cam Cam is up, Cam Sutton is up next year. I believe could be. I don't um, know. I couldn't tell you off him, the top and I think Kello as well. So, so yeah. So I think. So I think that that's some security there, and also we need depth at DB. Oh boy, do we need depth? Because because boy, oh boy, when injuries happened, it was it was tough sledding a couple weeks ago. Yes, so, it was. I mean, you're talking Cam Sutton, Akella Witherspoon just coming off. Levi Wallace, his shoulder is still doinked up. Uh, hopefully, he yeah. can rejoin the team after the bye week here. But you got James Pierre. He just got nicked up in the last game. Yeah, you know. So, so yeah, a lot, lot, lot of bodies that are not available. They're in the triage ward right now, um, getting stitched up. But William Jackson comes into a secondary where he can he can have an immediate impact, um, immediate play opportunities for him. Uh, on how fast he picks up the system and everything. Right. So, I thought it was a perfect uh, addition considering the needs right now going into the bye week. Well, Omar's so, he, he's been on it, you know. Um, it was yeah. interesting to, you know, I, going back to Chase, you know, the thing about with Chase, it's just it just bugged me because you could see the talent is there. You could see that he was capable of more. And I think that's the frustrating point that's got to be for the position coaches, for – Mike Tomlin for, you know, whoever. The the fact that um, he seemingly regressed some from his rookie year when he was just so dynamic. And he was – everything about him, man, I was just like – I thought for sure that dude was going to be a pro bowler by his third year, fourth year, something like that, that he was going to really be standing out and being a big play guy. And it just it just failed to, to happen. But you can see glimpses of it in his, you know, everyday work. Uh, there's just so much there, and I just I, I don't know. That's got to be in my mind. That's one of the reasons I never really wanted to get into coaching. I, it's just like you can't make a guy want it as bad as you want it. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. And you can't be more emotionally invested. Yes. Than the other guy is. Yeah. And I think that that's probably what ultimately led to Chase's demise was that he had he I mean he he, he had all this big talk, and then like you said. There's a history of drops there, a history of shrinking in big moments. Yeah. And do you really want to go into I know he's had a good a good a good run the last couple of weeks. Right. But at the same time, you evaluate the total body of work. <clears throat> and 
Can't think of more than last season, right, Wolf? Well, uh, yeah. when we needed Minnesota. him, Juju went down. Yeah. That whole Minnesota situation, and then him in the off season talking about he's a top five receiver and re- really not showing it the first eight weeks of the season. Yeah, um, glimpses of those moments, but he didn't carry he didn't carry the load. So I get why you move on from him, and you know you acquire. I mean, from the from the Bears, you get their top round pick, their top second round pick, which is a top forty pick as it stands right now. Um, if the draft were to happen today, the Bears would be drafting thirty eight. Because remember, they did get a pick from the Chargers for the right. Khalil Mack trade, but that one was already spoken for. So this is one where I look at it, and they're just trying to you know kind of kind of get some picks oh, and stockpile themselves for. Yeah, it, well, exactly for for uh, for for uh, for just. I think for us it was a win because we pick up a top forty pick and we drafted Chase forty ninth overall. Right. So technically, there's an added value right there. You've already jumped up in spots from where you traded him. So you say the value is good for what you got for him because I remember earlier it was like, can we even get a fourth for him? Remember when you know after Buffalo, I don't know if he would have been worth a second round pick to a lot of teams. Right. But then, but then Tampa Bay happened, yeah. right? And he, he he shined against Tampa Bay. There's no question about it. And you got yeah. the value factor. He moved upwards. It ticked upwards, right? I just again, um, I guess that I, I was just discouraged because I I just <laughs> I just believed that this kid had more going, and it just I watched. I loved his physicality. You know, you could use him as a whammer. Coming across the back of the line, you could use him on the on the wide receiver screens blocking, or he could be the recipient of the ball and being able to run up the field. This he we I remember Denver was it a year or two ago when he did, he ran the go route up the sidelines, and you know it was just dynamic yeah. the stuff that he was capable of doing. But you got to do it week in and week out. You got to be all in. And it just unfortunately never seemed to materialize along the lines that I thought that would be satisfactory for everybody involved, you know? Yeah, no, absolutely. And, you know, we wish him well. Oh, yeah. Um, nonetheless, but, you know, he is he is now a Chicago Bear, so now we just need Chicago to continue to lose every game possible <laughs> so that our pick gets better. Picking, um, ticking upward. Yeah, exactly. I mean, who's to say? Why can't we have the 34th pick? You know? That's right. Just saying, Wolf. You just you don't know. know. And, you know, and I think, but also on the flip side, if you're Chicago, knowing that you have so many needs and that you were having a fire sale, essentially, for all intents and purposes, this is, maybe this is a sign that you, that or a signal that you're all in on Justin Fields and you want to try and start to surround him with the right pieces. Right. Because the Let's just face it, their, their, their wide receiver room leaves less than to be desired. Yes. Right? Yeah. You got Nikhil Harry and Darnell Mooney. Um, Darnell Mooney's good, but you need, you need a guy to compliment him. And so I think this was the right move for Chicago. Sure. In a very thin wide receiver market, but it also benefited the Steelers because of the draft compensation involved with it. So um, – it's tough when you have a guy who actually has produced on the field, but I think that also is is a nod to George Pickens for coming along as fast as oh, he has. Oh, absolutely! Think, and that made it a lot easier of a decision for the Steelers to uh, to part ways with Chase Claypool. 
No doubt about it. I think, you know, if you go to practice and you watch, you know who's been doing well in practice? I thought it was Miles Boykin. You know, Miles mm-hmm. Miles is a big wide receiver also, a 6'4 guy, a 230-pound guy, somewhere in the range of Chase Claypool. It looks, He's very physical, as you've seen him on the gunner, on the kickoff teams, making tackles, going out there, doing the things that he's capable of doing. And I think you look at it and you go, all right, you already paid Deontay. All right, you know you're going to, at some point in time in the future, have to deal with Pickens if he continues on this upward trend over the next several years. You're looking pretty good in that area. And you got a guy like Miles Boykin, who is very much, very similar, I should say, to Chase Claypool. So I, I look at that and I go, okay, it, it looks like a necessary thing. Plus, you know, Steven Sims is another guy that, you know, makes you go, hmm. You know, the guy shows up, he has some good. Uh, runs, you know, when, when they use him in the jet sweep. He's very capable with the, the zig and the zag sort of thing and getting down the field and that. So, you know, I, I don't think we're missing anything uh, if if they move up with those guys. Yeah, I don't think so as well. I think this is one of the positions we came into camp very deep. We came into the season very deep with options. So I think for Chase, he was just a victim of, you know, A, his lack of production from what we know his value could be. Right. And then also, B, we also had a lot of options behind him that were still dressing. Because Miles, you have to remember, still dresses every Sunday, right? Right. Because he, he's he's a core four guy on special teams. So you knew he was there. You just couldn't get him on the field for offensive snaps, really. Um, it was tough to find a place for him because you had to appease so many receivers. Now you've opened that door. So now you can use Steven Sims a little more. Now you can use Miles Borkin a little bit more because now your two receiver sets are GP, George Pickens, right. and then Deontay. So now you have a slot open for the third one where you can now bring somebody in, but those are your one and two receivers as it stands. No doubt about it. And I think more of the more of the targets are going to Pickens. More of the targets are going to Fryermuth. You know, I mean, those guys, yeah. they're stepping up, and, and Deontay's got to, uh, you know, be, be the same way. Step up and make the plays. Obviously, this is going to, you know, bring about more opportunities for him to, in some way, shape, or form. So, you know, I look at this, and I, I think to myself, I, I think the Steelers helped themselves absolutely in this move upward. Again, I, I just so wish that Chase had been able to really settle in and, and do the things that I think everybody knew he was capable of doing. Once you watch this guy in the field, you see what he's capable of, and it's just so frustrating when you, you see that there's, as Mike puts it, there's more meat on the bone there, brother. You know, And if you were yeah. around a Wolfly Thanksgiving, there's no meat on the bone anywhere, I'll tell you. <laughs> Wet bones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know. And a, and a wolf's going to do what a wolf's going to do, right? I mean, you know it. You know it. Exactly. That's right. But uh, you, know, you know what we do also know, Wolf? We step aside. <laughs> it's time for a break. And while we do, let me just point to everyone out there. You know you can catch us very easily. If you have an Amazon-connected device, all you have to do is say, Hey, Alexa, play SNR Radio on iHeart. And Alexa will do the rest. So you can catch us anywhere that you have an Alexa-enabled device. You don't have to be a slave to the phone 
or to your or to your car radio you can actually take it on the go and be in other places with all of our full snr lineup of shows uh when we come back we'll continue to talk about bye week you know what it means was there something that was not addressed at the trade deadline that you thought might have been addressed by the Steelers. We'll do that and more here in the locker room on SNR and ESPN Radio. This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. All right, back in the locker room here. And, of course, last segment, Wolf, we're talking about Chase Claypool, William Jackson III, the uh, the two trades that happened uh, with the Steelers yesterday. And talk about just how good uh, they were and the necessity between both of them. Um you know, were you surprised? Was there anything you were surprised the Steelers didn't look at? I mean, I know you, I know you mentioned in the earlier segment about surprise they didn't go after like a Roquan Smith type or a Bradley Chubb. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, in my wish list, you know, the problem is I never really understand it from a GM mindset what it's going to cost. You know, the, the the draft or the trade stuff and all that. It never really occurs to me. <laughs> What you got to pay to get a big time performer. But you know what? I I look at that and I say, that's the guy I really, in my, my heart of hearts, I thought, okay, you know, if, if, if you got to have a guy that you, you know, you want out there being able to bring him in, the problem is going to be as always, what are you going to do? Because Alex Highsmith is playing very well. I don't care what other people say. I, you watch this kid week in, week out, play in, play out. This kid's playing well. All right, he's going to play better when T.J. Watt gets there, gets there because right now he's getting chipped like crazy. I mean, you watch him on a pass rush; he's taking an extra shot. Uh, I don't know how many out of, but I mean, there's it, a good percentage of times he's getting chipped before he can even get to his pass rush. You know, so simply yeah. put, in my mind, having another pass rusher, but the ramifications of bringing a guy like that is is can be you know problematic too. Well, and I think also knowing where they're at with their respective contracts, right? And can the Steelers make it amenable for them? And will the team pick up enough of the salary? I mean, I saw, you know, we saw that the Bears were willing to pick up Roquan's remaining salary. Right. Outside of like, I think, what, $600,000 or so. Mm. Um, so he traveled with about five. Um, now I'm doing math. Yeah, don't even don't even ask. Like me, five, all right? Yeah, like five point nine million. He traveled with some, but with the with, with the thought that you know this guy is going to be a free agent next year. And for Bradley Chubb, I think his salary might be a little too rich for our blood um, right now as well. So that's why I think you know you don't have Bradley Chubb as well you have to imagine they inquired to see what was it going to take to get either one of those guys especially since you're already in conversations with the bears um during that time but uh but yeah i mean i felt like it worked out i felt like we got some good value for what we did make trades and they and they were at play one was at a place of need because of the health of the defensive back room right so it was timely and i think the other one was that you know 
like I said, you had a crowded room and you know, you don't want to, you don't want to have that negativity in the, in, in the locker room. If a guy's still asking for the ball and I need this and I need that. It's right. Like, right. Listen, we, we need a W that's what we need. Chase. Okay. Um, that's more exactly so it. about, are you getting your target share? Um, within the offense to go and be a part of the solution, not another added problem to solve um, in the process. I think, and I think that kind of cleared things up and now you can be pretty easy moving forward knowing that you have Pickens and Deontay. And then, like you said, another body that replaces the style that was chase in a miles Boykin. Is he a direct switch off? No, but he has a lot of the intangibles that chase, had as had an advantage and a weapon for him. There's no question. Look, Miles Boykin's a big-bodied guy who has had success in the NFL. I'm not saying great success, but he's certainly, you know, he's he's a guy that uh, is able to play physically. He contributes in uh, more ways than just as a wide receiver. And, you know, simply put, um, this is a big-bodied guy that can assume some of the physicality of the nature of what Chase was doing. You know, Chase was being used as a whammer. Chase was being used as a guy to block on screens and so forth. Miles can do that. There is no doubt about that. Well, and also I think, you know, with Miles, we saw glimpses in the preseason, right? Oh, like, absolutely. Hey, can, he, can he make the tight 50-50 combat catch? And then he makes that beautiful catch um, and, and against the Lions. Right, right. Where he's running and he sees he's getting bracketed by the sidelines, nudges a DB in and then just springs back like a cat to make this like a cat. You say, contor- <laughs> yeah, like this twisting, contorting catch back over the back shoulder. He went looking for front shoulder, got back shoulder and adjusted on the fly, and that's where you're like, hmm, there might be something to this guy, um, but. You know, I, I like the moves. I like where we're at. And no better time than the bye week to get things figured out, to figure out how we're going to move forward, give William Jackson some time to get involved with the playbook. Right. And a little bit more extra time can be paid to him because you're in the bye and you can't get him so, so-called up to speed. And he, also, he's a savvy vet, so I, he knows he knows how this goes. This isn't his first team. Um, that he's been with, and also having to learn new stuff on the fly is uh, kind of a prerequisite for guys in the league at this point, especially when you know that, you know, there are opportunities out there. There's no doubt in, in my mind about it. You know, I go with William Jackson. One thing I remember, I, from if I can recall from his Cincinnati days, he was pretty good in man coverage. You know, he was one of those guys that it did pretty well in man. And, you know, I, I, I go back to this last game, you know, in Philly. We played more man than I thought we would. Did you not notice that? I mean, we yeah, played I, more. Yeah, I, I, I was did. surprised. Well, and I know you were you were busy. Hey, Miss Waverly takes over. Okay, so. <laughs> we, yes, we, watching it live. But yeah. now that I, I, do, I did yeah. have replay capability, right. so I was able to watch. <laughs> so, yes. So, the so, point, yeah, I was, I was surprised. I, I didn't think that they would go man coverage quite as much as they did. Yeah, it was like it was like there was there was a faith there to kind of try something different because I think a lot of teams go zone on them, and they've seen a lot of it. Right. Whereas pe- people have not been gutsy enough to go man because of AJ Brown and Devontae Smith. And I thought, you know, we said, okay, we'll answer the challenge. Um, 
Now, did we answer it? Not necessarily. No. <laughs> but at the same time, we did try it. We showed them right. something different. And it was a bit confusing, but yeah, they 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 found they found their favorite target. And can I was, let, uh, let me say this, Max? Think about this. In in just about every case, that was the perfect throw. I mean, how many times do you have perfect throws in a row like that? You know, I mean, with 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 Akello, with with uh, AJ Brown, um, you know, to me, the misfire with with Minka, that's you know. That that just doesn't happen, but it happens to even the great ones. And I consider Minko one of the great ones. There's no doubt in my mind. He's one of the top guys you want to have back there. Okay, the point is those were perfect throws. If you go to the go back and watch the tape uh, with AJ Brown, that ball is placed so far over the shoulder, and he got stacked on Akello so well. I I mean, unless you were Superman, there's no way you could touch that ball on the sidelines. No, that's one of those where it's like, you know what? I would do better just to tackle you right now. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I, I just I'll take the I'll take the pi and we'll move the ball up. But it's better than the touchdown. You know what I'm I saying? Have, like, I have done that on occasion. <laughs> not yeah. not on a go route. <laughs> Man, yeah, more well, like a course. twist. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> A twist route. You were, they were running a twist route, and you and you broke it up, Wolf. Yes, I did. I did a great job of coverage on that one because I brought him to the ground. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Sometimes, sometimes you need those three point takedowns just to let them know who's boss. <laughs> you know. <laughs> oh yes. Oh yeah. But okay. anywho, let, yeah. Let, let's step aside. We got the we got the great, That's right. There we go. You're buying into the nickname. I love yes, it. Yes, I love it. There we go. Wex is next. Here on SNR in the locker room with Wolf and Starks. <laughs> Open a limited time 11 month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus, it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash CV for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.